What's going on, Alabama fans? Welcome into the Adapted Athletics Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. So excited to finally be back with y'all, um, talking about all things uh, adapted sports, Alabama athletics, and the like. Um, we have a ton of content to get to today, and the first time this season we have a guest interview coming up. Um, we're going to be talking with Alex Curry, our newest addition to the Adapted Athletics family. Um, she's just recently been hired on as our athletic trainer, and so we're very excited to have her here, and uh, we're going to be talking with her just in a little bit. But to start off, uh, we have some very exciting news uh, just for this season. 14 incoming freshmen, um, 14 incoming student athletes total, I should say, uh, we have joining the program this year. That's, that's, a, that's the most that we've had. Um, that is a an incredible number, a really, really promising number. Um, and y'all are going to be able to see them in action coming up this season. Uh, so a lot of new faces, a lot of new talent, uh, just building this program really. And, uh, you know, Sean, I, I'm sure that you've, you know, you've met some of them. You've kind of been able to see the talent we've got. Uh, what does it mean to, to, to kind of have 14 new students to, to, to shatter the record that we've set before in terms of new students coming to this program, uh, just getting this influx of new talent. What does that do for our program? Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's fairly simple. Like what, what we've been doing in the past few years is, is continuing to grow. Right. Um, that's probably the coolest thing is not only is there 14 new people, but they're, they're not just U S student athletes. You know what I mean? There's there, some of them are coming from overseas. Um, one of them actually, um, played stand-up tennis for a while, has some really bad knees and she'll be joining the wheelchair tennis team now. And they found her with the, she's the manager for the men's tennis team. So it's kind of cool how, you know, she gets to come back to being an athlete and, and bring all that back together. So, you know, I think it's awesome. I think that obviously it's setting a good foundation for what's going forward um, with you know, I know we have three seniors and Ryan lost almost his whole team last year for the women. Um, so just, you know, building that program back up and bringing it, you know, into the next kind of phase of Alabama adapted athletics, it's going to be awesome. Totally. I, I'm, I'm stoked to see um, all of our new athletes in play. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, our tennis team, um, the tennis facility, that's one of the things we've been talking about the last few episodes we have some more updates coming up. Um, you know, the, it's it's almost done. We're, we're getting there. We are about uh, a month out. October 1st is the uh, expected date for the ribbon, ribbon cutting ceremony. Uh, we're really excited to be opening up the new uh, tennis facility here um, on campus. And, uh, Sean, you were able to kind of go in there, uh, you say, last week? Um, I went in there yesterday, actually. Yesterday. There you go. Yeah. Um, you, you, I was – going to talk about a little bit about what I heard um, from some of the progress, but you've been there in there as soon as yesterday. So t tell me yeah. a little bit about uh, some of the updates that uh, have happened so far in the progress of this facility. Oh, the place is awesome, man. Um, you know, you walk up and they got all the nice, you know, curb appeal going. And then you walk in the first thing you see is their like team lounge and meeting room and coach's office. And um, it's got a, big garage door that they can, you know, leave it open or closed, depending on what they have going on. Like, um, it's just, it's, so that, that's really cool. They got that nice little area to 
to just kind of hang out. And then, you know, you go a little bit further, you end up in the locker rooms and they have pretty much everything in there. They got the showers going, they got the uh, lockers are up. All they need is, you know, some carpet and some name plates and, and they'll basically be good to go on the, um, on the locker rooms. And then, you know, they'll have their chair storage. They'll have their, um, you know, ball storage, all that stuff that, you know, it, I think it's gonna be game changing for them because, you know, before they had to go into the arena, push all the way up that hill, go to the, you know, and then to get to the rec courts that are up there where they practice. So I think just having everything consolidated in one area, you know, having bathrooms, they don't have poor John anymore. They have like a real bathroom. Um, they don't have a shed anymore. They have a real place to store their balls and chairs and stuff like that. Um, it's awesome. And then when you go out in the back, there's like a, I guess it's like a little patio um, that, you know, they could set up tables out there and stuff. And, and it has this awesome view of campus where you just kind of, you know, you're up on the top of that hill where the rec tennis courts are. And if you've been there before, I, people listening, like, it's always had one of the better views on campus where, you know, you see Bryant Denny, you kind of see down, you see the top of Denny chimes and stuff like that. So that's kind of the backdrop of it. And so it's really cool. I think, I think that, you know, once it's open and they're up there, like it's going to be really, really awesome. And I think, I hope that it, you know, draws more athletes in to want to come, you know, play tennis here. And, you know, it, it's, it's good for them to have their space and their, their coaches space and that they can kind of, you know what I mean? You don't have to push 700 feet to get to practice. You just have to <laughs> roll out there. And, you know, that's always good for the shoulders, you know, being wheelchair athletes. So. 100%. I, you know, I need to make a, I need to make an effort to, uh, to get over there and, and, and get into the yeah, Talk to Evan. He'll take you in. He loves yeah. Evan. Doors. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell you what, you, you brought up a great point too about like the, the view because like sometimes I'll you know I, I drive my car into to our parking lot and mm -hmm. um, it's later in the evening or I'm, I'm going to the rec center or whatever it is and I kind of look at that yeah. the, the sunset over yeah. Bryant, you know it's right. a it's a beautiful view mm -hmm. and and they're gonna have offices that are just up on that hill that are gonna get that view yeah. every day you there's know? a window in there too it's, oh yeah yeah <laughs> that is luxury yeah. and that's awesome and then you know underrated thing that you know we got to keep this on the down low uh, but you, you can sit on the back and watch the soccer games. <laughs> so yeah, we'll keep it on the download, but we'll just yeah. talk about it on the podcast, right? <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody will hear now. Right. Exactly. Uh, man, that, that is that's phenomenal. I, I'm excited for, uh, for the athletes, for all the coaches moving in there. Um, yeah. That's going to be such a huge addition to this program. Um, the I think the next thing just kind of that's that's come up recently that we talked about in our staff meeting just a couple weeks ago um, yeah. is the situation with uh, the fundraisers, which is kind of a, you know, we, yeah. we've got some exciting stuff going on, but at the same time, there are some sacrifices just due to the, the nature of the pandemic and how that's evolving. Um, unfortunately for our, for our fans and everybody who, uh, you know, um, contributes to the success of this program, our fundraisers, um, those are going to be, there have to be moved back. Um, that that's been announced uh, within our program. Um, so just a heads up, the, the fundraisers that we usually have, the, the three-on-three basketball tournaments, uh, our, our bowling event, that is going to be moved. I think to, we're aiming for early next next year. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard, there is no determined date, but mo most likely it's not going to be happening this semester at least. Um, 
which is sad, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. So, right. The worst part is just not being able to, you know, both of those involve the community and stuff like that. And so it's kind of two less outlets to, to get the community involved with the program. But at the same time, you know, it's just like, you, you got to keep everybody safe. You know, it's just a, I, I, I totally understand the premise you know, yeah, but it's, sure. it's, it's unfortunate. And the great part about it is it's not like they're canceled. They're just being postponed. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to get all those great events that, that connect the program with the, the community, like you said, and um, everything is, it, it'll, it'll happen. It's just it, like, like everything, we just yeah. have to be patient. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Daily, weekly. Exactly. <laughs> a, a lesson that we've seemingly learned, you know, a hundred thousand times in the last year and a half. Um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, it is what it is. We will, we, we will, we'll trudge through like we always have. Uh, Sean, uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's move over to, to basketball. Um, we're, we're, we're gearing up for the season. I mean, both of our, both of our squads, tennis is uh, they're about a month away from opening up their competition. And I've, I've watched a little bit of some practices with our new athletes. Um, give me a little bit of a, a basketball update. Uh, what, what's, uh, what's going on now? You know, you're gearing up for the season, have practices, anything, uh, change how does the schedule change for an athlete gearing up for the adapt athletic season uh, it's uh, it's slow right now <laughs> considering um you know right now they have uh we kind of ramp it up every year so right now they're doing lifting for this week and next week um solely and then they, they also have been doing scrimmages on tuesdays and thursdays um so they all get out there and been playing uh, and then, you know, just some team meetings kind of, you know, get everybody in the fold. We've had an individual meeting, set goals and talk about academics, what classes they're taking and, you know, what kind of their goals are for grades, what they want to make. Um, we call them target grades, but, uh, really that's it. I mean, and then, um, September 7th is when we're going to be doing our freshman practice. So that'll be the first time we have anything that's, you know, organized and so but like i said it's it's slow right now even though they're you know they're in and out of the facility but uh in about two weeks it'll be full go and and i can't wait that's awesome yeah i'm i'm excited too um you know it's uh i I had my time in wichita to be able to cover some games and now there's this just like i'm I'm in my own dead period it's like man i can't wait to get back in there and well, you see them scrimmaging with like all the new guys and everybody in it, you know, they're having a blast or, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're pushing hard and they're playing hard. And so we just, I'm excited to get into the organized stuff. Without a doubt. Can't wait for that. That's, yeah. that's pretty much uh, what we've got in terms of a, a program update. We're going to, we're going to broaden our horizons a little bit. <laughs> The biggest thing going on in the world of, uh, of adapted sports is the Paralympics. Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, you know, one of the, this, well, this is the pinnacle. I mean, this is the, this is, the, is this considered the biggest um, event um, in, uh, in, in adapted sports? I mean, this is, you know, this is, this is the highest level of competition there is, yeah. um, you know, and, and uh, the opening ceremony yesterday, there were 4,537 athletes from 163 nations um, competing in this year's games. And um, we've already had gold medals being handed out. Uh, and a couple of sports made their, um, made their debuts this year. Badminton and Taekwondo 
Um, Sean, I don't know. I don't know if you knew this, but I'm a Taekwondo fiend. I mean, I'm. I'm oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I did I'm, not know that. Yeah. Well, that's because it's not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can barely probably lift my leg. Like you know. I, I, I'm interested to see how that works. Actually, I I need to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. After Taekwondo. For I mean, I, I watch you know. I watch any form of, of martial arts and I'm just like, yeah, sorry. You know, <laughs> flexibility is yeah. not there, but uh, I'll, I'll stick to the microphone or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I I'm, I'm so excited to, to get to watch this. I've been, I've been focused on, uh, you know, gearing up for, for grad school and just all my classes, but uh, I'm going to sit down and I'm definitely going to watch um, some coverage of this incredible yeah. event already just kind of the leaderboards right now australia australia is leading all countries with six gold uh, they've got 10 medals overall and uh team usa got update got a you know repping for the home crowd sean morelli elizabeth marks they've got uh, they have silver silver medals in cycling and track respectively um and so very very excited for them congratulations for uh those incredible achievements and now now a little bit uh you know for uh for our own program, a little uh, exciting news. Shelby Barron, our assistant tennis coach, she's figured out uh, where her first match is going to be. She's competing in tennis um, there in Japan. And her and her teammate, uh, Dana Mathewson, they're going to be taking on uh, China in the first round. So that's going to be very exciting. That's going to be happening on August 27th. Um, we will have some uh, definitely we'll be releasing information about you know, uh, time and place and ways to watch that, I'm sure. Um, our incredible digital media coordinator, Kelsey Temple, she's been putting out some great content, um, lots of great coverage about all of our former um, athletes that are competing in the Paralympics. And uh, she's been just going, going, going uh, with all of her coverage of this event on Twitter, on Instagram. We've got all the information about how our athletes are doing, a little bit of some plugs for Team USA here and there. And um, all that great stuff, you can find all that on uh, the Adapted Athletics Instagram and Twitter pages. And, um, yeah, that's going to be such an exciting thing. I, I, wish, uh, I wish Shelby the best. Absolutely. Very excited for what she can do. And tune in to NBC Sports Network. They show it every night. And um, I believe she'll be on there as well. And you also can get it on the NBC Sports app where they have a lot of a lot more live events, live coverage and stuff like that. We were watching uh, the women play last night, uh, USA women versus the Netherlands. And, uh, you know, Abby and Bailey are on the, on the women's team. And so is Lindsay Zerber, who had a great game. They fell a little short in the fourth quarter, but they were winning for the first three quarters of the game. So it was a really good game, really cool to see the coverage where you could, you know, actually watch it live and on your TV, you don't have to go on the freaking internet or something like that. It was awesome. That is great. I, I need to like, I need to invest, I think in that, uh, I don't even know if I get, I get access to like the NBC sports just because of the situation of where I live and you know, the, the channels yeah. that I can get. I, but uh, either way, I got to figure out how I can mooch off of somebody's, uh, you know, I got you. There you go. Thanks man. I'll give you my password. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> You go. Text me that. Don't don't say it over the don't say it over <laughs> the air or anything like that. It it really is a cool feeling knowing that you can you can turn on an event like the Paralympics and you can sit down and watch former athletes of like not only just for Team USA but for a ton of different countries. 
Yeah. You know, you can say that's our our program is represented here in this mm -hmm. country with this individual or or somewhere over here. And you can or you can see them be matched up in the same event and be like, yeah, that's like we're, we're everywhere. You know, that's such awesome. a cool feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like I have former teammates that are there. I have I used to do track when I was in high school. And uh, one of my really good friends is one of the best uh, T-52s in the world. And he's um, so he's going for gold again. Um, and it's just cool to see people, you know, and people you have relationships with that are, you know, on that level. And it's, it's especially cool seeing the, that, you know, adapted sports are actually getting coverage. It's not just, you know, the veterans and the special Olympics. It's, you know what I mean? Physically disabled athletes are finally getting some proper coverage and things like that. I think it's awesome. It is awesome. It is great. And uh, yeah, once again, got to can't plug in enough. Got to watch the Paralympics. Uh, such an incredible event. Very excited myself to sit down and watch some coverage of that. Now, the moment that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Finally, the first guest of this uh, this this season of the Adaptive Athletics podcast. Alex Curry, the newest member of the <laughs> the Alabama Adapted Athletics team, family, staff, whatever you want to call it, the newest athletic trainer um, to this program. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We're very excited to, uh, to make you the first guest of this season. Um, I, I think the, the best way to start off and, and to just kind of give our, um, give our listeners and the fans of the program, um, you know, a, a good uh, foundation um, to meet you is just an intro about yourself starting all the way from, you know, where you're from, um, your, uh, where you went to, where you went to college, your previous experiences. Um, you can go ahead and start off with that. All right. Um, I'm originally from Parker, Colorado, which is just south of Denver. Um, I graduated from University of Northern Colorado with a bachelor's degree in athletic training, as well as one in sports and exercise science with a minor in Spanish. After graduation, I completed a summer internship with the Philadelphia 76ers organization. I then went on to Regis University to complete a graduate assistantship where I finished my master's in healthcare administration. And then I ended up staying there for five years and left as the head athletic trainer. Um, I mainly worked with women's volleyball and women's lacrosse while there, uh, but I covered a couple other sports intermittently. I've traveled to China with USA football. Um, I also implemented an athletic training therapy dog at Regis University back in 2018, who did come to Alabama with me. That's awesome. That's great. I didn't even, the, um, I didn't know that first off, like the few things that, that kind of stuck out there. Um, you said, did you say minor in Spanish? That was the first thing, just at the beginning, you minored in Spanish. And then, um, I mean, obviously you're a hundred percent qualified, of course. I mean, those are all incredible, but the, and then USA football, how, how did the go into, you said, did you say China? You went to yeah. China with USA football. How did that come about? Yeah. So uh, there's an organization that like organizes uh, the world games. I believe they're actually coming to Birmingham in the next yeah, year. They are. Um, and so the university one for football was in China in 2018. So the goal is somewhat to uh, grow the field. So like we went, unfortunately, won by a lot most of our games, but we helped other teams learn how to play football better 
during it as well. Nice. That is great. What, how, how long were you there for? Uh, China, we were there for two weeks. Two weeks. That's cool. awesome. So what was it like? Uh, what was it like being in China? Just, I know it was just briefly, but I mean, did you kind of get a, a little bit of uh, a feel for what it's like to, to, to live there? Yeah, so we were actually in Harbin, which is northern China, so not really like a big touristy spot. So we definitely got into like really delicious food, amazing food. The people were awesome. They were really welcoming. Um, it was definitely an experience. Uh, there was highs and lows, you know, like any long travel trip, especially when you're used to different medicine. But it was a great experience, uh, and I would definitely recommend it to anyone who gets the opportunity. That is great. I. I gotta, I, I gotta get out of the country at some point. I mean, I, I just need to experience <laughs> something. I feel like I've just been, uh, you know, I've been boxed in. Listen, there's nothing wrong with like, you know, I went from California, Alabama. So that's like, you know, that's, that's a jump, but like, I need to, I need to broaden my horizon. So I think that's really cool that, that you got that opportunity. Um, that's such a, just a unique experience. Uh, when you, when you kind of think back about, you know, all the work that you've done as an athletic trainer, the different um, the different degrees that you've got to kind of shape your professional self. What, what originally got you interested in, in wanting to, to work as an athletic trainer? It's a great question. Um, so I knew I always wanted to do something with medicine and I just didn't know what. So in high school, I met my athletic trainer and I realized, wow, this combines like two of my favorite things, athletics, as well as medicine. Um, and part of the reason I was worried about going on to being like a doctor is you don't necessarily get those relationship aspects. You see someone maybe once a year, maybe a couple times a year, and then they're off, right? An athletic trainer, I sit on the bench. I see the kids, athletes, from their highest to their lowest. I have to sit on the bus when we lose. But I also get to celebrate the championship at the end of the season. So it allows me to be a part of the team in a different aspect. I like the fact that most of the time it's in the background. I'm not really a person who likes to be in the media or up front. And so it combined both worlds for me. And I, I love it. That, I love that answer because I, I've never, I've never heard it put that way. And I've never even like considered that because it's definitely like, because most people, I think, you know, you, you, if you want to be an athletic trainer, like it's generally it's because you, well, I, I love sports, you know, it's like the, I, I love medicine and I love sports. Like I combine the two. But you, you kind of come at it from a, a relational aspect, which is really cool. I've never, I've never even considered it that way. So that, I, I love that answer. That's, that's, that's fascinating to me. Um, and then, you know, now you're here. Now you're, you know, you're wearing, you're wearing crimson and white every day, you know, which is, it just feels great. I mean, I, you know, I'll, I'll speak for the group. I, I was, you know, raised with crimson in my blood, as my dad likes to say. So it feels good to me, but I hope it feels good to you. Um, you know, you're working for Alabama Adapted Athletics. How did, how did you hear about this position? How did, how did it come about that you wanted to, uh, to submit an application to become our athletic trainer? Yeah, so I saw it online and um, I researched into it a little bit and I was like, oh, wow, like this sounds like a really cool opportunity, big university, an incredible program. Uh, so I went ahead and applied. Um, I obviously have a good resume, but um, I've been really upfront. I don't have a background with adapted athletes. And so I didn't honestly think I would get a call. And then all of a sudden Brent's calling me and is like, Hey, will you call me back? And obviously I did. And the rest is history. Um, so I'm so excited to be here. Uh, the program's incredible. It does feel great to be in the crimson and white. Uh, some, like I walk into the arena and I'm like, this is just like so surreal 
it's just crazy. So um, that's kind of how it happened. That's how I applied and found it. That's great. We're, we're of course, excited to have you here. Um, I know it's been just like a, it's just, it's been, a, you know, a few weeks. Um, but uh, do you have any just like, what's it been like working here so far? I mean, you know, living in Tuscaloosa, living on or being around the campus. Um, how have you enjoyed your experience so far um, working for the Alabama Dapid Athletics? Yeah, it's week three. Uh, it's been a whirlwind, like you said, uh, but it's been incredible. Um, I feel like I've been welcomed with open arms by staff and athletes, I, as well as staff across campus. I've already met with like the athletics program, their sports medicine, um, our team physicians, different professors. So it's been incredible to see like how excited people are and welcoming they are to campus. Um, I'm trying to, you know, get my feet wet and get how I work in my athletic training room, how like I like to have it. So that's all, you know, organizational grunt work, but that comes with the territory. So it's been really good. Uh, the humidity and I are still making friends. Um, <laughs> it's a big change. <laughs> Uh, tennis, I'm like, oh, I think I just lost a lot of body weight just by sweat, but it's going well. And I'm sure one day I'll be like, all right, it's not as bad as when I first got here. I, I feel that because I am <laughs> like, it took me a solid year. And I get like my dad's side of the family is from Alabama. So I've been here throughout my life. But even still, when I first got on campus and I was experiencing that heat, I was like, oh, this is oppressive. So I get that. I, I do understand that. Um, I love it. You love it? Yeah, I love it. I hate the cold. It's oh. you know, so like I, I would take this any day of the week. <laughs> like I, yesterday when it was kind of dry out, I was like, man, it feels so good out here. Yeah. It Dude. was hot. And I almost burned my hand on my car. But <laughs> I would prefer that than to be cold. I'd rather be, I'd rather be cold. I, I enjoyed, like, I'd, I'd rather have this, the snow day that we had like earlier this year. I'd Which rather one? have that. It didn't even snow. Today. It's snow. I have a photo of it being white outside. Like completely covered. That's true. It was just gone by. Right. <laughs> right. Alex, I'm sure you're, you know, your time in, the, in Colorado, you've experienced the, you, you know, the cold is, I'm sure you're fine with that, but it's the heat that, is different. Yeah. Yeah. I was ready to ditch the cold. So I'm excited for the warm. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Sean, I'm sure you can help with this, but uh, I was thinking about, you know, you've only been here for three weeks, Alex. I'm, I'm sure like there's cultural things of Tuscaloosa, you know, restaurants, things that, you know, you, you want to try obviously like barbecue. That's the, that's the big thing, but I'm pleasant. I don't know how you feel about Mexican food. I love Mexican food. There's some great, Mexican restaurants around here and Sean I don't know what your what are your personal favorites like what could you what would y'all recommend uh or Sean would you recommend to Alex just like places to go are we talking Mexican yeah let's talk like food like what just food in general yeah what's your favorite what's your like go-to like if you're like oh man I need a, I need a good meal I honestly really like Avenue Pub that's like my favorite place I think uh underrated place I would say is Southern Ale House is pretty good I've heard of that yeah it's over right over the bridge. It's not too far from campus. Um, and then I don't know that the Avenue pubs like seems to be like the one that I always is like my go-to, you know? Um, so I know like um, 
like mellow mushrooms good but that's not really exclusive to to tuscaloosa um the palmas is pretty good for italian um i don't mind that but yeah i don't know avenue pup's definitely my favorite place and they're getting a beignet shop next door pretty soon so i'm going there as soon as that place opens we're going to and then we're going to the beignets oh man mo something beignets (laughs) it's from mobile oh cool cool a birthplace of mardi gras yeah exactly people people think it's new orleans but birthplace of mardi gras you know that's right yeah exactly um that's cool yeah i i love um what's the El, El Gran Patron, that's my favorite Mexican restaurant. That's in, that's actually in Northport, but um, we're over, we're just plugging restaurants, you know, for, for free here. So if they, if they hear it, we gave them free advertising. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my favorite. That I would definitely recommend that. Um, yeah, but they're pretty kind of, expensive. Chuck's and five are pretty good. I think. Yeah. Chuck's, is it Chuck's fish? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a bit, is it just fish? Cause I don't, I'm not using fish. Yeah. No, 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 It's not. Okay. It's got other stuff. They have like a sushi bar upstairs. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't like that, but they do have it. And I, I think it's Tuesdays, Wednesday. One of the days it's ladies night and you get like cheaper sushi than whatever. I got dragged into that one. Time. There you go. <laughs> I, had pay, I had to pay full price for my food though. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Sean. It was ladies night. I don't know. You know, <laughs> yeah uh i'm sorry alex we've hijacked the conversation now we're just talking about food. we're supposed to be interviewing you getting to know you uh <laughs> um i guess we should i, I did have this I, I am curious about this question and i know it's a complete like 180 um from the mood that we've kind of set here but you're you're a medical professional working during a pandemic i mean you you've kind of come uh come on board here to this program um you know in the midst of in the midst of COVID-19 and I'm sure just in the last year and a half, you've had your own experiences, but this is a pretty broad question, but just how, how has it been working as a medical professional in sports during COVID-19? Um, I think that's a, like a, a detailed question. Uh, first off, I want to give a shout out to like all the frontliners because I'm definitely obviously not dealing with COVID daily like that. Um, as far as in athletics, I mean, it's just like having patience for the continual changes. I mean, I could have one rule told to me by our team physicians at 9am and by 3pm it's changed. Um, so the communication and trying to get everyone on the same page, like coaches, athletes, um, having everyone understand that like, yeah, the goal is to continue athletics, but we also have to look at like the hospital numbers, like the hospital numbers right now are insane. And the issue with that is, okay, our population most likely would be okay if they got COVID, but what if we have a fracture and we need someone to get into the hospital? There's not room. So we have to make sure that we're protecting the community as well by not spreading. So we're testing regularly, um, masking in most areas in the arena, except when we're playing. Uh, following all the CDC guidelines, including all the ones that change all the time. So it's just like a lot of organization, um, a lot of going with the flow and trying to get everyone on the same page, which is hard. I mean, I miss athletics without COVID. It was much easier. Yeah, I I, I would definitely agree with that. It's a, yeah, it's completely changed everything. And of course, at, at some point, I would love to do a live podcast where we're 
together, you know, where we're, we have a, a guest or somebody who's just right in front of us who we can set up some microphones and have a camera or something, you know, we just kind of record that, but you know, it's zoom has revolutionized everything. So it's, it's been a huge tool. And there you uh, go again, plug in another company. There you go. There you go. I know I, we gotta, I gotta start cashing in on this man. Cause I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just letting letting it fly and I'm, we're not even getting anything for it. So that's my bad. I'll start, I'll start making some calls. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure we, we get our money bags for this. Um, but yeah, Alex, thank you for your, um, for, for everything you do in that department, just in terms of, uh, you know, um, the, the health protocols, keeping, keeping us and our and athletes safe. Um, we do appreciate that. And then I guess finally, as we kind of wrap up um, just this, uh, this interview, uh, I want to, I'm probably going to put you on the spot here with this, but, you know, as you've kind of joined the program and you've, you've seen what your, your role is going to be and what you're going to be doing uh, this season, what, do you have any personal goals or, or, or missions for your position in the program? I mean, do you, do you kind of have an idea of like, this is, this is kind of the future. This is what I, I want my role to be. This is kind of my, my goal for myself. Um, it's a little bit of an, of an open-ended question, but just tell me like what, what do you kind of, what's your goal for, um, for your position here? Okay. Yeah. So as far as like sports medicine as a whole, um, I think the adaptive athletics department really focuses on excellence, excellence on the court, excellence in the classroom, excellence, reaching out in the community, everything. And I think the sports medicine department needs to focus on that. Um, so I don't want any of my athletes or coaches to ever feel like they're not getting fully taken care of. Um, anyone who walks in that athletic training room should always be comfortable sharing anything so we can get whatever needs to be addressed, addressed. Um, as far as like personal goals, I'd love to get more campus involvement. So like I mentioned, I met with the sports medicine department in athletics this week. I went over to the football facility, took a tour um, and met with some of them. And my goal would be to integrate them so we're all a team. Our athletes should be treated the same way. We should be stuff like that. And they're really on board and excited for that. And so um, I want to make sure that our campus is, like, all tied in. Like, our athletes are Alabama athletes. We got to make sure that we're acting the same way. And our facilities are incredible. So that's awesome already. But I want to make sure that we're, like, growing those relationships, like me and the athletes. I've met with them already. Um, I want to make sure that that continues to grow. When your athletes trust you, it goes better. They want to come and tell you they're sore and stuff like that. If they don't trust you, it doesn't go well. And so I think this first year, we really focus on that type of stuff, relationship building, making sure everything's taken care of, you know, the nitty gritty, taking care of things in the athletic training room and then growing wider in the future. That's awesome. We, we love to hear it. I, I'm, I'm excited. Like we talked about um, at the beginning of this episode, we've got 14 new athletes, um, brand new to the program. Um, our numbers are growing. Our facilities, like we've talked about, are growing. And, and like you said, you summarized it perfectly. Um, it, it's a program that we're, we're, we're about excellence. You know, that's what we're about. It's, it's, a, it's a school-wide thing. That's not even just adaptive athletics. It, it is, it's just what we want. I mean, we're, we're about excellence. And so, um, um, very excited to have uh, your your goals on board and and uh, that you know that that's uh, that's something that you're working for and um, I'm sure we all we all share the same sentiment so 
Um, thank, thank you for sharing that with us. We really appreciate it. Is there anything that you think I missed or that you think fans would um, would like to know or anything that you, you think is uh, important that I didn't talk about? I mean, I think you covered everything pretty well. There's nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I'm excited for this year. I'm ready to get into real practices and competition. That's the best part. Um, and then just go from there. Yep, absolutely. That's I got to ask that question because that's the that's my that's how I've been trained journalistically. It's always the is there anything else that you miss that I you know or that I miss that I should add? That's my you know that's what they teach us in all our classes. So I always feel it's important to let uh, give an open ended question to anybody I, in, I interview at the end of it. So um, Alex. <laughs> Thank you so much. Very excited to have you as a part um, of this staff and this family, really. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to, to seeing you on the sidelines uh, uh, this entire season. Thanks for having me on. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right. Well, that is, uh, that's all we got for this episode of the Adapted Athletics Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. Thank you so much for listening in. Once again, got to plug the Paralympics, NBC Sports. Give that a watch. And, uh, of course, um, just be on the lookout for great content on Instagram, Twitter, um, from our Dapid Athletic social media accounts. Um, our new website is going to be coming up very soon. We will let you all know when that is officially up and running. And, uh, yes, of course, as always, listen to this episode um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those great sites. Thank you so much. I'm Dom Taylor, my incredible co-host, Sean Burns here. Sean, something else you wanted to add just before we finish off? Shout out Brian Powers. Congrats on the job at Tulane. Yes, Brian Powers. New job at Tulane. That's awesome. I didn't even know about that. I didn't even know about that. That's great. Um, that is awesome. Brian Powers, uh, he, he was uh, working the position that I am right now uh, here before me. Um, did a lot of great work for the program last year. So huge congrats to him. That is awesome. All right, that's enough. We're going to wrap up this episode. Once again, thank you for listening, and roll tide. Roll tide.